welcome to the Divorce Coaches Academy podcast with co-founders and hosts, Tracy Callahan and Deborah Doak. Each week, we tackle another tough topic to help professional divorce coaches maximize client impact and cultivate thriving practices. We also want to spread the word about the expertise and value that certified divorce coaches bring to the table. At DCA, we are committed to ongoing learning and we value generosity among divorce coaching professionals. We believe that when one succeeds, we all succeed. Welcome back to Divorce Coaches Academy. I am Tracy and I'm here with Deborah. And before we get started, I want to wish us happy birthday, Deb. It is our one year anniversary of starting Divorce Coaches Academy podcast. Woo! Our 53rd episode. And I am super proud of everything we've been doing and so excited for all of you that have been downloading and listening to us and joining in on the conversation. We have been growing. We've been growing. So we are about 600 downloads a month, which is really exciting for us since we're really speaking to certified professional practicing divorce coaches, which is really a very niche market. And and we know that it's been sort of extending out to others. So in in that vein, I I am going to ask, I'm just going to come out and ask Deb, if you guys are enjoying this, uh, these podcasts and these topics that we've been talking about, can you go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review? We'd greatly appreciate it. It would it would help us continue to do what we're doing and really spread the word and get more people involved. So I don't know how you're celebrating, Deb, but we we are going to have to do something special in honor of this for for all the work that Deb really puts into this podcast. So I want to thank you, Deborah. All right. So on on to what we are going to be talking about today. Our topic, the danger zone. Okay, I don't know about you all, but I know we've been talking about songs, but every time I hear the danger zone, I think Top Gun, right? That song, danger zone. Okay, anyways, the danger zone, avoiding the unauthorized practice of law, which is a crime. How to stay in your lane as Divorce coaches. Big, yeah. big topic, Deb. Something that is a very serious topic. And sometimes I think divorce coaches get a little lax. Not not going to lie. What are your thoughts? Well, I think, yeah, they do. And, and honestly, the quickest route to jeopardizing your practice is, is getting lax, crossing that line and giving clients legal advice. Yeah. You know, as divorce coaches, we do support clients through this legal process. We do provide general divorce education, but we have to be very cautious to avoid acting as a legal advocate or giving legal advice. So today, what we want to talk about really is reviewing this concept of the unauthorized practice of law. We want to talk about what we can do and what we cannot do as divorce coaches and talk about the potential outcomes, potential outcomes. Yeah. If you overstep your role. Yeah. 
This is a a reminder, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it might sound a bit archaic, right? But in the U.S. and many other countries around the world, married couples do not possess a constitutional or legal right to divorce. So what does that mean, right? We understand this. We work in this realm all day long. Parties who want a divorce must go through a legal process in order to get court approval, and a final judgment in order for that divorce to be recognized as a legal dissolution of their marriage. And because divorce is a legal process, the only people, professionals who are permitted to give legal advice are licensed attorneys. So while these requirements sort of differ slightly from state to state, All states make it illegal to engage in the practice of law without first obtaining a license. Yes, illegal. Engaging in giving legal advice if you are not a licensed practicing attorney in that state in which you are giving legal advice, it is illegal. Okay. And it's serious. Yeah, it's a criminal act. It's a criminal act. It's serious. And it has serious penalties, depending on what state you're in and potentially what country, right? I know we have a lot of listeners from around the world as well. Um, and Tracy and I are most familiar with with U.S. law mm-hmm. and, and UPL in the U.S. And I we are making assumptions that it's similar around the world. Everybody takes law seriously. Um, but here, the penalties for violating this for practicing, doing the unauthorized practice of law, it can range from fines, probation, and restitution, all the way up to incarceration. Yeah. You can go to jail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jail. Jail. <laughs> jail. Orange yeah. jumpsuit. Orange jumpsuit, baby. <laughs> but But this is the dilemma, right? I get it. I understand this. The longer we work in this field as divorce coaches, dealing with case after case after case after case, the more we get familiar with the laws, right? And 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 if you are practicing in one specific state or area, you really are really building up that knowledge, right? I practice nationally, Deb, you practice nationally. And I have to tell you, I'm pretty becoming a, a pretty quick encyclopedia of uh, state laws as they apply to divorce, right? So we do this and we know a thing or two about loss, but there is a very distinct line between sharing legal information, providing information and education with a client versus giving a client legal advice. Yes. There's a very distinct line. So Let's talk about, let's talk through, right? What we can and can't do when it comes to divorce coaching and the legal aspects of divorce. And then what I'd also love to do for our listeners is is to really illustrate the point. Let's walk through a scenario that maybe a client would give us Mm -hmm. and explore how and when a coach might cross the line. So let's really illustrate that difference for them. Yeah. So Tracy, let's talk about what they can't do. Yeah. So so it's pretty clear. And there are things we cannot do. 
we as divorce coaches cannot represent ourselves as attorneys. We're not. Now, here's a a little caveat, okay? If you are a licensed practicing attorney and you are working within the state of which you are licensed, it is very, you have to be very mindful in terms of what that agreed upon relationship is between you and that client. If the client has hired you as a divorce coach and you are practicing under the guise of a certified divorce coach, this still applies to you, right? Now you can step out of that role and give legal advice, but then you are acting under a different role. Now there's lots of hybrid models for attorneys who work as divorce coaches. So that's a whole nother thing. But for the majority of us, representing oneself as an attorney is a violation of UPL. Representing others right? Representing a client in terms of uh, their work in giving legal advice we cannot do. We cannot prepare documents on one's behalf, okay? Even if it is filling out a form, we do not prepare documents on a a client's behalf. Again, court documents, and, and there are specific states in which you can translate information, but then you have to file a non-lawyer disclosure, okay, that you've represented that you are not an attorney. We cannot give legal advice and we cannot tell our clients to violate a court order, okay? So again, representing oneself as an attorney, representing others in the guise of being an attorney or a legal advisor, preparing documentations, giving legal advice, we're telling someone to violate a court order. Bam, right? Those are things we cannot do in our role as divorce coaches. We cannot do, right? And and when we get into our, our example, I think we can talk through. And that's, no, we cannot give legal advice. And then there's education, right? So let's talk about what we can do. Yes, because there are lots of things we can do. <laughs> so many, right? So yeah. many. And when we're tempted to to cross that line, I think it is important to remember we have a whole host of things we can do. And what we can do is enough. Absolutely. Right? And, and still extre- extremely impactful. Extremely impactful. Absolutely. So what can we do? We certainly can help clients identify resources. So where can they find the information? It used to be, and Tracy and I, we talk about this um, when we're training a lot, and that is it used to be in the olden days before the internet, right? These all the divorce law information was in the secret, was in the secret vault. Yeah. And only attorneys had the keys. And so you you had to go there to get information. Now it's more available. But clients might need our assistance to identify where it is, where they can get it, how they can find it. So we can help them identify resources. We can help them understand what the process looks like. And there's two different parts to it, I always say. There is the legal process and the steps you have to go through to get the court's permission to get divorced. And then there's the method you use to negotiate your agreement. And sometimes people don't understand that those are different. 
And so we can help them understand how this all works and take those fears away. If the client does want to get some legal advice or retain an attorney, we certainly can help them identify who they want to work with. How are they going to make sure they find the right person? The number one complaint we hear is, I hate my attorney. Yeah. So, so (laughs) much value. And we've done a couple podcasts on that. And that's not because attorneys are horrible. I want to clarify that. Yep. That's because we haven't, we haven't done, uh, we swiped right or left on the wrong person, right? We didn't vet them properly. They didn't understand what they wanted. So they just chose the first thing on the menu. Or they, so had, could, false, or they had false expectations, false. unrealistic expectations about what the role an attorney plays in their case. Exactly. Yes. Or they're not, they don't have good communication skills. They're not, right? All the things that we do to help them, we can get done ahead of time and then help them select the right person. We help them work efficiently with their attorney. So the person they're relying on for legal advice can do their job in the best manner possible and hopefully at the least cost, right? And then we can help clients prepare for their legal things, right? Mediation, guardian ad litem things, discovery, depositions, hearings, custody evaluations, all those things, not by giving legal advice, but by doing all the things that we help them do. Emotional management, getting in touch with their goals, their values, creating a plan, creating a strategy, all the other things that we do. So effective communication, effective strategic communication, actually developing proposals, right? Planning all that negotiation language, all the things that we do, we just don't give legal advice. So, yeah. And I think one of the things that my help is let's, we talked about this a little, Debbie. So let's, let's do an application of this, right? Let's talk about a scenario that is kind of common. And let's see if we could sort of weed out the role of a divorce coach, the, the difference between legal advice, coaching, legal advocacy, because Again, also that legal advocacy piece is something that we see a lot in this space right now. And it can get a bit confusing for divorce coaches when we're we're seeing other training programs out there talking about coaches being legal advocates and something we, we need to be mindful of, right? Just because somebody says, oh, you should, you could play in this role doesn't necessarily mean that you should be playing in that role. Okay. Tell us what a legal advocate is. Right. So a legal advocate is a person who assists an individual, a victim with a civil legal process. Okay. So that could also include preparing them to represent them in court and following, filling out forms, seeking motions, right? Whether that is restraining orders, temporary restraining orders, or helping them actually complete court documentation. Okay. So legal advocacy, right? Is somebody who is advocating on the other person's behalf legally within the legal space. So when I'm talking about the legal space, I am talking about the court, the actual institution of the court. Yep. The judicial system. 
Judicial system, right. And we could spend more time talking about that, but let's get into our example. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get into our very common example. Set it up for us. Yeah. Super simple. Okay. Super simple. We hear this a lot in our coaching work. The kids don't want to go with their other parent for parenting time. They just don't. Okay. Common issue, right? Co-parent is, you know, the the client is complaining and concerned that the co-parent has showed up. Let's let's even drill this down a little further. Let's say that the client shares that their co-parent showed up to do their time sharing and believed that they were intoxicated or they they had alcohol on their breath. Okay, let's let's go that specific because I think we've also have heard that a bit. Absolutely. Okay? So giving legal advice, right? Let's start with what we don't do. Mm -hmm. The client's really concerned. What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? You, as the divorce coach, cannot, if there is an order in place, a time-sharing order in place that the children are to go with said co-parent, right? You cannot tell your client to violate that court order. So you, in the role as divorce coach, cannot say to your clients, don't let those kids get in the car. Don't let those kids get in the car. Now, we might be thinking, oh, Jesus, this isn't good. (laughs) Yes, we, we definitely could be having some concern and hearing where our client is and our client is freaking out and they're concerned and they're stressed. And what do they do? So. As a coach, what can we do? How can we support our client without engaging in UPL by telling them to violate a court order? Yeah. What can we do? Yeah. It starts Power. with some, it starts right. with some powerful questioning. It, starts, it always starts with powerful questioning, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Right. And and just like we say at every other step of the divorce process, this is ultimately the client's decision and they have to live with the consequences. So that's the path of the questioning is what are your concerns? What are your fears? Let's generate options. What do you think your options are at this point? Let's reality test those options. Let's assess the impact or the potential consequences or outcome of each of those choices. And then how do you feel? Yeah. So, so beautifully said, (laughs) so beautifully said, and that's, that's exactly the process that I'm, I'm sure a lot of you engage in, but we have to be very mindful of. Right. It is the client's decision. I Deb, I joke a lot and say, listen, divorce coaches should never be in risk of committing UPL because of one quintessential fact. We do not tell clients what to do. So if we uphold that foundational concept that we don't mm-hmm. tell clients what to do, you should never be in violation of UPL. Right here, you're supporting in our role as a coach, we're supporting the client in assessing their own decision-making process while still empowering and supporting that process 
staying neutral to the outcome as it is the client's decision, right? And yeah. looking at those impacts and assessing those consequences and out potential outcomes if they make that decision in that reality testing process. But ultimately, it is the client's decision. Decision. And if they choose to withhold parenting time, that's their decision. If they choose to let the kids go, that's their decision. They may generate a whole host of options. They may decide to call the police themselves and let the police decide. Yep. If yep. it's daytime, they may call their attorney. Yeah. They may call the neighbor over to get a witness. There are all kinds of options they can generate and your curious questions can help prompt yes. them to exploration. Exploration. Yes. And, and then at the end of the day, they have to choose, right? But I have heard, don't you dare let those kids get in the car. Police no. won't do anything anyway because the kids are 13. I've heard all kinds of of, of stuff, but you know, we hope we hope this has been helpful. I know we just touched on it, but I hope at least that mini example has given you an idea of kind of, you know, again, if we don't tell clients what to do, we yeah. are not at risk of violating UPL. And I think that's really the bottom line here. Yeah. Yeah. Is, I, I, you I, don't, it's not worth risking your business. It's not. And but it's not so helpful many. for clients. <laughs> I was just going to say, it's not helpful for clients. And there are so many things that we can do to support them in this process that they feel also empowered. Yes, yes. we share information and support sharing information and help them assess their choices and options. Absolutely. Absolutely. So mm-hmm. please understand, we recognize this is a legal process. Divorce is a legal right. process that all of us have legal information, but how we present that to our clients is the difference between committing a crime and not committing a crime. Right. Right. And the other final thought that I want to throw out there is this is one incident for this co-parenting couple, right? Your divorce coaching relationship with them is going to end, this kind of conflict with this co-parenting couple is going to go on. So the best gift we can give our client is the ability to go through this generating options, impact assessment, and making decisions where they can own their own outcome, because this is probably going to go on for years. So if they can walk away with their own tools and skills for how they're going to handle future conflict, we've done them such a great service. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, thanks for listening today. We're so glad you were hanging out with us. I say that every week, don't I? <laughs> yeah. You were hanging out with us. Um, and again, if I can reiterate, if you guys would give us a review on Apple Podcasts, we would super appreciate it. It really helps other people know that we've got great content. So, thanks so much. And we'll talk to you next week. Thanks for joining us for the Divorce Coaches Academy podcast. If you enjoyed today's show, please give us a rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting app. It helps other divorce professionals find us and add to the conversation. And don't forget to follow us on social media to be the first to know when we add new classes and events. We'll be back next week with another topic to help you maximize client impact, create a thriving business, and promote the value of professional divorce coaching.